The PCI Security Standards Council has just released version two of its point-to-point -point encryption solution requirements and testing procedures, which provides guidelines to help merchants and solutions providers determine how P2P encryption can complement compliance with the PCI data security standard. Today I'm joined by Jeremy King, International Director of the PCI Security Standards Council, who explains why this new version of P2P encryption guidelines is needed and how some of the new points included in version two can help merchants reduce their PCI DSS scope. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So Jeremy, just to clarify here, P2P encryption is not a PCI DSS requirement. P2P encryption version two is its own standard, is that correct? Yes, Tracy, that is uh, absolutely correct. The point-to-point -point encryption standard is, is a standalone document and it allows providers and solution providers to be able to develop their solutions specifically to this new requirement. So unlike the PCI DSS, merchants are not required to conform to the P2P encryption standard, is that correct? Yeah, that's also correct, Tracy. The point-to-point -point encryption is a standard that allows support of the PCI DSS. So we are not forcing merchants to adopt it. It is an optional standard. So for those merchants who think that this will be beneficial to them and they can see the way it's going to help them improve their level of security, and if fully adopted using a PCI-approved solution, reduce the number of requirements from the PCI DSS, therefore hopefully make it easier for them to secure the cardholder data and also ensure that they are more secure in the process. So it's really a process that's going to help the merchants improve their data security. So Jeremy, when did version one of the P2P encryption standard come out? So our first version uh, we released in September 2011, and since then we've had one additional version. So the first version came out was specifically a hardware-to-hardware -hardware version, and we followed that with a, an additional option which we called hardware-to-software decryption, and now we've just released our version two standard. Jeremy, could you just give us some guidelines or perhaps some bullet points to help us understand what exactly has changed from version one to version two? And this could be either iteration, the one that related just to hardware or that that related from hardware to software. Certainly. So in version one, what we set up was the methodology by which a solution provider could, using a PTS-approved encryption device, a point-of-sale device, and a, an approved HSM, could provide to a merchant a complete process by which they could have all of the cardholder data encrypted at the point of interaction in their merchant environment. So in version one, the, the merchant had to look on our list of approved solution providers for this entire solution. It offered them the great benefit of removing the cardholder data from their merchant environment, and as we said, simplified their PCI DSS process. What we've done in version two is try and simplify this whole process. So really, in moving from version one to version two, it's important to point out that, like the, the changes we've just done to PCI DSS, where we went from version three to version 3.1, in that instance, we improved and increased the levels of security. Here, it's really a process change. Version two is about simplifying the process to make it easier for the solution providers and the vendors who provide the equipment to be able to have each individual element of the process evaluated and approved. 
the benefit this is going to have for merchants is it should make it easier for them to choose. It should improve and speed up the process by which solutions appear on our website. And so it's going to be much easier and therefore much more adoption will grow. And again, we should hopefully remove the cardholder data, secure the face-to-face -face environment, and make life a lot easier for the merchant. So Jeremy, I wanted to ask you what the catalyst was for this release of version 2. And it really sounds like it's just helping to streamline the process, not only for merchants, but also for solutions providers and vendors. Is that correct? Absolutely. So when we were working on the standards, initially we're working with the industry to see how this will work. Uh, and actually, it was seen that there were some key steps that the providers and the merchants were looking for. And so one of the things we've listened to was to try and make it simpler from both the merchants and the vendors. Another thing was to have more options and more choice available, which we've also done. But the third thing, which I didn't mention in my previous answer, is that actually some of the largest merchants also wanted the option to be able to manage the decryption of the data in their own data centers. So in version one, the data had to be decrypted in a third-party provider. And what the merchant said was actually we would like to keep control of that so we could also see what the cardholder is shopping. And we will ensure that we will see the secure process. We listen to those discussions. And actually one of the things that took most time in developing from version one to version two with setting up this new domain four, which would enable the, the larger merchants to be able to manage their own point-to-point -point encryption solutions and provide secure decryption and then secure re-encryption without it having any impact on their actual face-to-face -face stores. So Jeremy, is the management of decryption keys then a concern? Management of all keys is a concern insofar as these are very, very strong elements of great worth and value to the criminals. So it's important that anybody anywhere in the chain has good key management and good controls in place for the whole process of securing decryption keys, encryption keys. And so what we've done is really ensure that the process that was available for previously the third parties is now available for the merchants, but we've had to add in to make sure that it's not possible for each face-to-face -face store to be able to gain access to the unencrypted data, or this would remove the benefit of the whole process. So we've had to add in additional security requirements to keep the whole process secure and separate, and that way the merchants get the best benefit from this. So would you say then, Jeremy, that it makes more sense for smaller merchants to simply work with payments processors or POS providers for some of this when it comes to encryption or working with certified devices? Is this basically helping to remove some of these smaller merchants from the management of these keys or the decrypting of data? Absolutely. Just rolled out a new small merchant task force. And one of the objectives of the task force is really to try and simplify the process for small merchants in the face-to-face -face environment. What we really want to be able to do is work with the acquirers, work with the vendors, so that a small merchant should be given a setup which is a PTS approved device which has been approved for SRED and also has been approved as part of a point-to-point -point encryption solution. And really that should be it for the small merchant in a face-to-face -face environment provided that they only insert the card in that terminal. That terminal will encrypt the cardholder data, 
send it through to either the acquirer or the decryption provider, that small merchant doesn't see any card data in their environment. Therefore, it will simplify their process. It will effectively, for face-to-face -face merchants, just about take them totally out of scope. All they have to do then is ensure that they are really following the requirement 9.9 .9 of the PCI DSS, which is all about ensuring they are looking after the physical security of the terminal. And in that regard, we have got a really good guidance document on our website that will give them lots of information about how they can ensure it, how they can inspect it to make sure that it's not been tampered with. Jeremy, why has point-to-point -point encryption been such a challenge for smaller merchants in particular? I think it is an, another new process for them. It actually depends where you are in the world. So for the mature EMV marketplace, it's really been a case of updating their existing terminals to terminals that are capable of supporting a point-to-point -point encryption process. And that's beginning to come through now, and I know some of the acquirers are working hard to make that happen. In the USA, you are right in the middle of your, or you're really just starting the process of EMV migration. And actually, this is a fantastic opportunity for the small merchants. And really, what the small merchants should be looking for and working with their acquirers and their solution providers to ensure is the terminal, the EMV terminal that they are going to migrate to, that they're going to use, is one that has been approved by PCI to include the SRED, the S-R-E-D, Secure Read and Encryption Device. That's critical and also to work with the inquiries or the process providers to ensure that it's capable of supporting point-to-point -point encryption. So the US is in that great position where you're going to do a big migration of your terminals to meet the needs of EMV. Therefore, you have this great opportunity to really tackle small merchants' face-to-face -face problems whilst you're doing it. Jeremy, this has been very informative, as always. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. It's a pleasure, Tracy. Thank you very much indeed. Again, we've just heard from Jeremy King of the PCI Security Standards Council. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.